Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 43 of the interview chair, recalibrating our collective commitments. I am pumped to announce that Jay Casas and Associates, along with First Educational Resources, are hosting a Culturized Institute this summer in the Chicago area, June 12th and 13th. Ken Williams, author of Ruthless Equity, and I will be keynoting and joining us will be several other speakers like Labana Roth, Jessica Cabean, Rick Warmley, Will Parker, Jenny Donahue, Cale Burke, and many others. You can find all of our speakers and topics at jimmycasas.com. As you know, educators and schools across the country continue to invest in the four core principles of Culturize, champion for students, expect excellence, carry the banner, and merchant of hope, many who claim that Culturize has had a powerful impact on the culture and climate of their classrooms and campuses. Unlike other conferences that have people telling educators what to do, this conference focuses on providing perspectives on what educators can do through the Culturize framework and putting them into action in your schools. This is the summer conference that will not only provide educators with perspectives on practical tools and strategies for the 24-25 school year, but will also provide a renewed sense of energy and optimism for this great profession. Register your team today at jimmycasas.com. Now, back to our episode. Andrew is sitting in the interview chair and is asked the following question. How would you define a healthy work culture? Andrew pauses for a brief second and then he responds. A healthy work environment is a place where you look forward to going to each day because, well, you feel connected, and valued, and appreciated and inspired. Moreover, you are given a voice to be a part of something bigger, something meaningful, and you believe that together with your colleagues, you can accomplish anything. Andrew went on to crush that interview and was named principal at Roosevelt Middle School. That was four years ago. But now it's February 2024 and Andrew feels like his staff is hitting a wall. Recently, I met with Andrew, a middle school leader whose staff was frustrated with the behavior of the students since returning from the holiday break. He shared with me that at the last faculty meeting, the staff had indicated they felt the school needed a reset. Hallway behavior was getting worse, office referrals were on the rise, and teachers were becoming increasingly frustrated in their classrooms. It's predictable. Students will misbehave. But what about the adults? Is it possible that our behavior at times will also need a reset? And rather than just focus on student behaviors, we need to re-examine our collective commitments to determine if the behaviors of the adults are aligned with our vision and mission as a school. And if we want to get people to invest in recalibrating their collective commitments, then we will need a process to ensure everyone has a collective voice. So imagine for a moment a process in which 
The entire staff is placed into groups of four and given ample time to reflect, discuss, share, and collaborate to come up with specific behaviors that they believe will positively impact the school culture. After much discussion, the staff determines that they are struggling to build relationships and connect with their students on a personal level. First, we must define what we mean by these terms. Let's take relationships, for example. If we were to ask all four members in the groups above, my guess is we might get four different definitions of what we mean by relationships. How I define relationships may or may not align with the way others define the word. This immediately creates a disconnect in terms of how we will behave, and perhaps how we go about building relationships with our students. As simple as this sounds, this step is often overlooked, creating a plethora of issues and frustrations among staff members right from the outset. I often hear educators state that we have to do what is best for kids, but yet we don't take the time to define what we mean by what is best for them. And by the way, who gets to decide that? We often leave out the crucial step of identifying specific and agreed upon practical ways in which we will collectively and intentionally build relationships daily with our students. If this is never discussed and agreed upon up front, then it's likely that some teachers will make this their focus and others will not. Others will do the best they know how, but if it fails to produce the expected results, they are likely to stop doing it. I've witnessed dozens of educators, teachers, and principals, and even district office staff spend an enormous amount of time and energy and resources on staff trainings, yet they continue to fall short when it comes to getting the results they hope to get. I cannot help but wonder what we are doing to our teachers when we continue to cycle through new literacy and math curriculums only to watch them go by the wayside when we don't get the results we want. My friends, the problem is rarely the curriculum, but rather our ineffective processes that must be cycled out. My colleague and friend Cale Burke calls this solutionitis, moving rapidly from problem to solution without involving the people who will implement the solution. So the next time you decide it's time for a new curriculum, if we fail to truly give every teacher a voice in the process, then what we are saying without actually saying it is that you've been doing it wrong for all of your years. Heartbreaking. Over one million teachers use IXL in their classrooms every day for one reason. They love it. IXL makes the magic happen in classrooms. Why is IXL so special? Well, IXL is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform for K-12. It empowers schools with a complete curriculum, thousands of instructional resources, robust reporting, and assessment data. IXL saves teachers valuable time with ready-made plans aligned to their standards and textbooks. Built-in engagement tools like custom competitions make learning fun for students. Dr. Trujillo, a district superintendent, says, for the teacher, IXL opens up the door to be a lot more effective and provide more differentiated instruction. Empower your teachers with the tools and insights they need to enhance instruction all in one single, easy-to-use platform. Get started today at IXL.com. Giving everyone a voice is critical in creating a healthy culture, but it does not necessarily guarantee a positive result. 
We cannot fix every issue that arises, but we can continue to improve our practices, which I believe in the end will procure a better result. When everyone is given a voice as part of a process that clearly defines what our values mean, and they are given a voice again to identify practical ways in which we all agree to live out those values, in other words, our behaviors, then we benefit from better outcomes. However, to create a ripple effect across the entire system at all levels, the classroom teacher and district office personnel would have to reflect on the same steps above when working with students and principals respectively. Remember, I believe that we are all responsible for the culture and climate of our organizations. Revisiting core values yearly is one of the most critical components of any healthy culture, but one that we often neglect. And when we do, we pay a heavy price, especially when we are solely focused on the student's behavior, much like Andrew's middle school staff was. As we navigate this challenging month of February, Let's pause and re-examine our collective commitments as a staff to ensure that our behaviors are aligned with our words as we move towards March, April, and May. And if we want to achieve a better result, then we will need to make sure that everyone has a collective voice. Teachers and support staff alike are likelier to put forth their best effort when they have a legitimate voice in the process. However, Let's not forget the same holds true for all students, elementary, middle, and high school students alike. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair, because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycostas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast to ensure you never miss an episode.